0: hello 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 um to all the audio only facebook people you got to hear me clear my throat before i go on facebook live but let's start this bad boy up (sighs) i think we're live but i never know so i wait to really officially start till i see that little circle go away good afternoon good evening and good night that's the show Hello, Facebook Live. Eventually, hello, Instagram Live, and hello to all of the podcast services that are now carrying the My Stupid Thoughts podcast, which includes uh, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Pub- Radio Public. Uh, we just got on Pocket Cast. So uh, check out the, actually, you can tell by the logo because I update it all the time. Um, but we are on a bunch of podcast o- audio only sites. And of course, we are Facebook Live every night of the week, and a bunch of good, fun things to talk about tonight. A couple serious things to talk about tonight. But it is Monday, so as always on Monday, I like to do a toast. I'm in my special, uh, using my special homemade, where's the my homemade cups for tonight. Um, tonight's toast is to the end of the uh, of the Michael Jordan, um, the Michael Jordan ten part documentary. If you have a spare ten hours. I highly recommend it. It's not just about basketball. Um, it is about the life of the most famous person in the world at that time. Um, so if you get a chance to do, to uh, watch that, uh, check it out. It has been on H- on HBO. It has been on ESPN, um, but I believe it is in partnership with Netflix. So I'm sure it is coming very soon to Netflix. Um, hopefully in the next day or so, I'll have the new banner in for the show. That'll be behind me in the studio. As we get ever so closely to... Oh, by the way, cheers. A little peanut butter whiskey on Monday. If you're listening to the podcast version of this and you're not doing it live, um, whatever day it is, if it's the Monday show, I always do a toast on Monday show. So if you're listening to the podcast, grab a drink and do a toast with me virtually. Um, I am here to do it with you in, your, in spirit. But... um Watched uh, the last two episodes that were on last night. I got to watch them <clears throat> uh, this afternoon. Well, over the whole day, I got to watch them and uh, and got through it. And it was spectacular. Talk a little bit about that. But the most exciting news for me is that finally, for the first time in many, many months, I will be out doing live comedy tomorrow. Live comedy tomorrow from 5 to 8. We will be down at the 19th Hole in Broward County. Um, you can Google that. I'll be there with my good friend, Ciro Dobrik, one of the absolute funniest comics you'll ever meet. Uh, he's done many of my shows and we've done many, many shows together, but tomorrow I will be out doing live comedy. It's an outside venue from what I gather. Um, sort of a mic, uh, sort of a a, a, a book show, but um, whatever it is, we're going to have so much fun and I'm going to get out there tomorrow night. So look up the 19th hole down there in uh, Broward County We'll be there from five to eight, and I am super excited about that. Um, God, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I have stuff that I've been working on during the quarantine. I have stuff that I was working on right before the quarantine. I have some stuff that I've done for years, but man, it's just going to be fun to get out there and uh, and do live comedy. In fact, I'm I'm going to try some of what I did uh, for the the one virtual show I've been able to do um, while while we've been in the uh, in the whole quarantine. So that is the most exciting announcement for me for the day. Um, As always, this show is brought to you by my real estate services, Danny at realestatefinder.com. As always, um, I'm here to help you find real estate, whether it's rentals, just found out a uh, a friend needs a rental. We're going to work on finding that for them, for their family, Um, as well as um, a heard from a friend uh, from high school who is looking to move, um, oh, sorry, move the camera, who is looking to move shortly, and we're going to hopefully find them a house as well. So I'm here to help you with any of your real estate needs or questions, if you just have some questions, or if you want to talk about what's going on in the market, happy to talk about it. I love doing it. It's how I spend most of my day, besides getting ready for this show and preparing for the things I want to talk about. Um, So I'm super excited about the live show tomorrow night, 19th Hall, with my good friend, Ciro Dobrek. Um, the 19th hole in Broward County. I'm not exactly positive where it is, but I will get there tomorrow night from five to eight. We will be there live. Um, uh, if you follow me on Facebook, which if you're well, I guess no, if you're listening to this, you might not, but um, follow me on Facebook. We'll uh, I'll record as much of it as people will let me while I'm down there. We'll do uh, maybe we'll we'll jump on Facebook live because it'll probably be during the time of the podcast. Yes, it will. So maybe we'll do a live like uh, live look in podcast tomorrow night. Uh, But we'll do something. We'll see you tomorrow night from down there at the 19th hole. Um, So could not be more excited about that. Um, Zero was nice enough and kind enough to hold the spot for me. So I am definitely going to get down there and do that. I'm excited. If you want to, if you want to, anyway, five to eight, we'll see you there tomorrow. Come down. Um, Live sports did come back this weekend, sort of. Live sports to television. No crowds, Um. so we'll talk a little bit about that. The three sports that went on, German soccer, the Bundesliga, started back up. The German soccer league started, you know those Germans are tough sons of bitches. You know they're going to be the first to get back to work. Um, but what was interesting um, was watching a little bit of that. I saw a little bit of two of the three um and i'll get to it to off a little i watching the soccer match you see these guys are banging you know soccer is a pretty physical sport they're banging into each other they're trying to get the ball from each other they're still and then so they're i mean they're right they're not social distancing but again there's no crowds and they're very limited i'm sure they're being safe and these are athletes they're in great physical shape but um they're banging 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 to get the play a player scores and nobody celebrates nobody comes together and hugs nobody um because uh i guess because of the social distancing thing but i thought it was pretty funny um good to see that back at it there was a um there was a golf tournament as well but it was like a made for tv thing uh with four golfers um rory was one of them rory McElroy, who's the number one in the world but um dustin johnson and then uh, ricky fowler and then some guy I never heard of but i did not i did not see any of that but that was a um like a two-on-two made for television thing um i think there's another one coming up this weekend That is, uh, but much bigger names. It's Tiger Woods and and uh, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning against Tom Brady and uh, Phil Mickelson. So that should be a really fun one. That's again a for charity um, live. That one should be a little bit better because they're four names that everybody knows. So that should be exciting. The other live thing that was this weekend was NASCAR is back. If you know me, you know I'm a huge uh, have been for decades now, a huge NASCAR fan. Um, I'm actually a huge racing fan. Uh, don't tell anybody in NASCAR because uh, they'll be upset when, you know, the redneck Jew, um, which is what I was always referred to in my fraternity. Um, I have shifted a little bit to F1. I kind of really enjoy F1 now more than any of the racing. Wow. I just lost five people talking about racing, but uh, Kevin Harvick, who I'm a fan of won the race this weekend. And he said, uh, he was talking, being interviewed afterwards talking about how it felt. And he said it was great. They did the donuts. They did, you know, they did the burnout where they burned the, they smoked the tires, did all the things that you do for the victory, he cheered on the radio with his team. He said it was all fun until you get out of the car, and there's no fans there. They normally got out of the car, they you know, they they run to the fence, somebody hands them the, the checkered flag, they interact with the fans. Well, there's no fans that are interacting with he said. So that moment was kind of weird getting at the car, going to celebrate with a crowd that wasn't there. Um but we are back to live sports, so I'm um, interested to see how the ratings come in on that stuff. I think I saw a lot on uh, Facebook and Twitter today from people who said, "Hey, never watched the NASCAR race before, but enjoyed it." Um, could get into this. There's some interesting storylines, like any sport uh, like that, that is over several hours and is to a lot of people the boring, uh, boring sport. But I get, I get that. But to um, there's a lot of the behind-the-scenes stories. There's a lot of chance to talk about the drivers, their families, I'm sure. I didn't watch a lot of the broadcast, but I know during this broadcast, they got a chance to talk deeply about people, about what they've been going through, interviews. This race, instead of having all the drivers' names above the door, which they always do, um, they had the name of some uh, essential worker, mostly in the healthcare field, um, or first responders. So that was really nice. They The money raised from the event, a certain portion of that went to first responders. So there's some good coming in of, of, out of all that. Um, So speaking of getting back to, back to it, um, and I'm going to jump on here and look for this quote as we do this, but uh, Pat Sajak, yes, that Pat Sajak from, um, oh my God, Pat Sajak from Wheel of Fortune. yeah. So Pat Sajak um, is in the press right now because he went on Twitter and let me see if he said, let me see if I can, um, he was saying, uh, when a disc jockey, your talk show host or journalist is being paid to work from home, his or her home tells people who can't work from home or can't work, pay their bills, pay their rent, uh, pay their mortgages. When When that person tells people to stay home, And be careful because we're all in this together. It's a question. uh, It's okay to question the premise. So essentially, Pat Sajak is out there going, hey, everybody who's telling everybody else to stay home, all the celebrities that are out there, I get it. I get it, man. If you can stay home, you should stay home. Uh, I work out of my home as a real estate agent when I am not out showing a property, or in this case, in these times, Uh, virtually showing a property, or doing a virtual open house, or doing something that I need to be at, I am home. My business comes out of the house, but if I need to sell a house, I need to go out, right? There are a lot of people who are in situations that it would be great if they could stay home, but there are people who can't. So look, I get it. If you are a compromised person, or you live with a compromised person, or an elderly person, which is the same thing, that is a compromised person, and you have to stay home, look, reach out to the people in your community because they should be able to help you and you should stay home and you kind of have to stay home. Right. I get it, but not everybody's going to be able to do that. It's going to be, uh, for some people near impossible. Uh, be- and and the truth of the matter is, is that people need to pay their bills, right? Ha- uh, you know, the hairdresser who no one wants to go back to the salon, uh, I don't know how she's supposed to pay her mortgage. And I know that there's forbearances and there's deferments and God, please people be careful before what you sign up with. Know what you're doing. Know that a forbearance on your, on your, on your mortgage is an entirely different thing than a, uh, than a deferment, right? Very different. Know what those things mean. Talk to someone. If you have a question about that, call me. I'm happy to tell you, I'm happy to help you. Um, but not everybody knows that they can call their credit card companies. Listen, they're not your bill collectors are not going to hold off forever, right? So there are people who are not in situations where they can work from home that have to be there. Um, so what Pat Sajak and he's going to get grief from half the population because that's just the way it works. We populate we 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 assign a side to everything. What Pat Sajak is saying is before you get out there before before people condemn those people who have to go to work you be careful you know not every every most and a lot of people can't do their jobs from home they have no choice they have to get back to work because uh your family needs to to, to be fed so um i'm interested to see how the fallout from that goes i'm noticing here tmz has it fox news of course has it because they're going to say it's their side, and I think Pat Sajak is a is a right leaning person. Um, but I'm interested to see how this uh, spills out over the last couple of days. Well, wow. uh, Google is very strange. Um, if you look, I, I just typed in Pat Sajak, and then if you look at what people are also asking, there's some odd, odd questions about Pat Sajak. Anyway, Google is like, uh, it's getting into a YouTube hole, which I almost fell into today. I started watching a story and then ended up three stories away. It was a completely different thing. I do not understand how the algorithm works, but it kept me interested and it had nothing to do with what I originally posted about. So that was quite interesting. Um, Let's see. Oh, Phyllis George. Let's talk about Phyllis George. If you're under well my age you don't know who that is probably but phyllis george passed away phyllis george was a former miss america she was a miss former miss texas former miss america um she went uh, she was uh the first lady of kentucky for quite some time but most notably to me is um what is is her her break in to sports um So she was, let me just look for the date. I think it was 1974, 75. She was one of the first women in sports. CBS sports producers approached George to become a sportscaster in 1974. That was shortly after she had been uh, Miss America. And uh, let's see, one was the amazing woman. But in 1974, there were not uh, very many women in sports. And, um, she co-hosted the live pregame shows. Um, she was a pioneer in sports media and especially for women, but an amazing career, Miss America, first lady of Kentucky, uh, incredibly, uh, talented sportscaster. And then went on to, I know, um, CBS did the, did the CBS morning show. She was an entrepreneur before that word meant anything, um, had a couple of kids, left the spotlight of the world for a while to be a mom. Uh, from all accounts, a great lady. I heard um, Michael Wilbon from Part of the Interruption. I heard him on a podcast today talking about his respect for her. And a young woman, she was only 70 years old, uh, less than, about a month away from her, her, uh, oh, where am I, that's a, that's not a birthday. Yeah just a little over a month away from her 71st birthday, but she passed away. So young, young woman, especially in this day and age, crowned Miss America in 1971, went from Miss America to, to CBS sports side, commentating on the NFL football, which is unbelievable, unheard of in that time in history. So pioneer, she passed away. I just got a text right before I went on that, um, One of the kids from Leave It to Beaver. Hold on. Let's check the messages here for that. Where's Keith Stern? Yes. Eddie Haskell from Leave It to Beaver. He died too. There's probably no one listening who remembers Leave It to Beaver. I guess I watched that on reruns. That must have been a rerun thing when I was a kid um, to watch that. So I, I do want to talk for a few minutes on um, the Michael Jordan doc, and I want to pull up a quote that I pulled from it and posted this morning. Um, oh, by the way, I'm also – I'm also um, – I'm devastated by the fact that I'm excited because from Saturday afternoon and all day Sunday uh, is the – memorial. she played for the Dolphins um, – What is the Memorial Day um, ripped from the headlines – How did I put this? Oh, yes. Ripped from the headlines. It's a Memorial Day um, all day Saturday and into Sunday of Ripped from the Headlines stories on the Lifetime Network. Yeah, Eddie Haskell. Yes. But um, uh, I'm not going to lie. I want to watch them. I want to watch all of them. Uh, Doc and I watched one on that guy, Chris Watts, terrible fucking human being, Um, but Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to watch Lifetime. Oh, this is what I wanted to see. Corona. Excuse me. Phyllis George was an American businesswoman, actress, and sportscaster. She was also Miss Texas in 1970 and Miss America in 1971. The First Lady of Kentucky from 1979 to 1983. That is a hell of a bio. If uh, woman or man, Um, she was a, as the article that's right in front of me says, trailblazer. Um, let's see, Doug. Ah, uh, if anybody... Okay, so let's talk about the Jordan doc. Um, incredible documentary. It was 10 hours. It was two hours a night for the past five weeks on Sundays. I didn't... Never watch it when it was on. I, I recorded it and watched it, um, over... Over the... Over time. Um, made sure that I was caught up so that I could watch the end when the ending was coming now. So, it was amazing. But there is a scene from episode nine... Um, when, when the, uh, when the Chicago Bulls were facing the Indiana Pacers, I'm going to see if I can get the, let me see if I can get that article on here. So I want to show you this woman's face. You'll you'll, if you watch the, uh, look for this woman, it ooh, I'm so bad with this. Everything's backwards. Watch for this woman. If you watch on episode nine of the, uh, of the Michael Jordan documentary, the last dance, and everybody's making the same joke about this woman. This woman's, you got her on, and, and they, foul language, by the way. They said they have word on the, on regular ESPN. Uh, and it's, they did the warning. This show contains graphic content, which may be unsuitable. You know, they did that whole thing before. Um, and, uh, I want to do that announcement, by the way. I even look, I even, I even wrote, it, I even typed it out so that I could, um, so that I can say it sometimes. Um. They that woman is seen on the side that like she is pointing at, at the Chicago Bulls when uh, when the when the Indiana Pacers won a game. She's putting and She goes, you guys fucking suck. And I mean, she is in there. And look, I'll show you this face once again. Check her out. Oh, where are we? Call- oh, where is she? Check this broad out. This one I'm calling a broad. I don't care. You get mad at me for that. She is in. That is a woman from the stands in Indiana yelling at the uh, at the team. There's another cool thing. I saw this article as I've been doing my research and stuff and looking a lot into Michael Jordan and his life. Take a look at that. That's MJ's private plane. What's circled there is on the back fin is the Jumpman logo, the Michael Jordan Nike logo. And the number of the plane is N236MJ. Number 23, six titles, Michael Jordan. That's that's his plane number. You've arrived. Mike's a billionaire. And there's a guy who you can literally say is a billionaire made off of 100% 100% made off his own back. I mean, he if he doesn't win six titles, dominate, become the best player in the history of basketball, which you can't, there's not a lot of argument, um, you um, you know, none of this happens. Um, he signed with Nike. didn't want to sign with Nike, which you'll find out if you watch. Everybody's an expert now, including me. Didn't want to sign with Nike. Parents kind of forced him. Um, but it's what's interesting is, How long, um, a lot, you'll watch this and you can tell a lot about how long someone's been famous. I made a a, a thing, Leonardo DiCaprio um, is like one of the first people to greet him at the end of his last championship, which was 1998, which was 22 years ago. That means 22 years ago, Leonardo DiCaprio was super famous because you had to be, to get around Mike back then. This is he's the most famous guy in the world at that point. He's more recognizable than Muhammad Ali at that point. Uh, this is after the Olympics in '92 when he became that. Um, but he's literally the most um, he became a billionaire. I underlined heir because he's heir Jordan, um, off of his own back. It was an interesting point on Leo DiCaprio, because that means 22 years ago Leo DiCaprio was super famous. Because you had to be to get that close. I mean, he was one of the first, if not first, people to greet him outside the locker room, I think, before he went into his press conference. After winning the most famous championship of his life, the the sixth one. Um, Incredible. Just an incredible documentary. If you got a chance to see it, watch it. It was great. Um, I just saw today a pair of his shoes, sneakers. One pair sold for a half a million, a half a million dollars. Five hundred and forty-nine thousand, some crazy number, um, expected to go for uh, about one hundred and fifty thousand, which is amazing as it is. Um, the last story I'm going to go into the day is one that I find to be utterly incredible and amazing, and just a feat of of uh, marketing genius by a company that I did not know was this savvy in the restaurant business, and that is Chuck E. Cheese. So Chuck E. Cheese has somewhere around 590 restaurants in America or 560 uh, units, like 600 something around the world. Not not, not too many outside the U.S. But, when, but Chuck E. Cheese is an in-person place, right? That's not a social distancing place. Well, it's not a physical distancing place, which is what I like to call this. Chuck E. Cheese obviously had to close their places. They're not making money off of the video games. They're not making money off of birthday parties. And I know the one by by me down here in West Boca um, is like most restaurants in Florida. Even the national chains are not are definitely franchise owned. They don't necessarily participate in all of the same things. Uh, there's a reason why the Florida restaurants are usually franchised. There's it's a logistics thing. Uh, however, um, I know that the one by me has been doing uh, delivery under the Chuck E. Cheese um, label. Um, which I think they probably all are delivering pick-up. Now, frankly, for crappy uh, birthday party pizza, I think it's fairly good, but they did an amazing thing. They instantly flipped and started a chain called Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. They instantly had a new chain with over 400 units, because those are the ones participating in this, and Pasquale's is using Chuck E. Cheese's kitchen while Chuck E. is closed. Now, you can say that they are the same as Chuck E. Cheese. They are they they are claiming to use a different um, a different dough, which they probably do. They probably have a proprietary dough. They're probably using something different for this. Maybe something a little cheaper. I hate to tell you, they're probably using a different sauce because they th- they have a flavor that they go with. But all they did was tell their suppliers, "Hey, deliver this instead of this to this place," and whether they did or did not said, put it on the bill that says Pasquale is not Chuck E. Cheese. They instantly became a 400 plus unit pizza chain. Now, if you go to their website, they are a delivery only restaurant. They're not even a pickup restaurant. They're a delivery only restaurant. Their menu has a home page, a menu page and an order page. The order page takes you to Grubhub. The menu page doesn't even have prices on it because I guess it's set by whatever the market they're in. So unfortunately, mine here is not doing it. I couldn't even check um, to get prices because the, the Chuck E. Cheese that's down the street for me is not doing it. But I think kudos to the genius of whoever in their marketing department came up with Pasquale's Pizza because when everything turns around, you have an opportunity to capitalize on this in a major way of selling an in instant market share and absolutely brilliant. I am shocked that other places didn't do it. Shocked that some of my uh, some of my friends in the largely buffet uh, unit chain have not come up with a concept like this, but just a fantastic idea. Now, people, the articles that I read are saying they're probably using the same. They're not. There, I I can almost assure you that if they were smart enough to do this, come with this concept, they were smart enough to call their supplier and say, "Send me a different uh, dough, a different." sauce maybe even a different cheese toppings nobody cares about toppings are the same no matter where you go but they are pizza they are chicken wings they are boneless wings breadsticks and i think they probably sell you some some uh some sodas but strictly grub hub strictly delivery i think it is genius and i'm interested to see if we see a big push i'm still very uh tuned into the restaurant bar and nightclub business i still get a lot of um A lot of the industry uh, trade magazines and 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 information. So I'm interested to see if the Pasquale's brand uh, continues past this. I find it to be genius, Um, just incredibly uh, insightful. Want to leave on this? HBO has a. um, I'm going to leave on this note. HBO has a uh, has a campaign going. Um, It's okay. It's Okay campaign is all the people. It's so frustrating if you're a positive person. But all of the stars of the HBO shows and some movies, I guess, are coming on and saying it's okay if you feel sad. It's okay if you want to curse more than you do. It's okay if you're unsure of the future. It's okay. All these things, it's okay to watch more TV. Listen, it's okay because HBO, and I love HBO, and I love watching TV, and I love sitting my fat ass on the couch and doing nothing. But that's what... HBO wants you to do. HBO is a business and they're trying to sell subscriptions to HBO. They want you on that couch. So I'm here to tell you it's not okay. It's not okay to say that things are terrible. It's okay to say that things are challenging and things are rough and things are different. And how are we going to get through this? But it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay to just excuse yourself into, into feeling sorry and feeling bad and feeling lazy. It's okay to do those things. It's okay to be lazy sometimes. It's okay to sit on the couch and watch TV. It's okay to bum out sometimes. But it's not okay to let what's going on be the direction, be be what decides and settles where your mind's going to be. The quote that I wanted to say from Michael Jordan that he said during, um, during the show, I'm going to look on my phone uh, because... Um, Never allow what you can't control to occupy space in your mind. Look, I don't have a lot of space left in my mind, so I'm not going to occupy it, but I'm not a what-if person. I don't live in the what-if world. I don't care about the what-if because what-ifs go both ways, good and bad. Um, what if I walk out of this room and someone decides that they're going to give me $10 million? Great. And what if I walk out of this room and get hit by lightning? Right? What if? I'm not living in either of those worlds. So do not let... Things occupy your mind that you can't control. Get out there and do what you need to do. If you can stay home and be safe, do it. If you need to be out there, be safe, be respectful of others. We'll talk tomorrow about the woman at the Gelson's who decided that she didn't want to wear a mask. And that it was her medical and constitutional right. I hate to break it to her. She's wrong. Um, But let's just be good to each other, right? If you can be home, be home. If you need to be home, be home. If you need to be out working and doing something, taking care of your family, do it. Do it as safely as you can. I will see you guys uh, tomorrow.